We're totes recording this right now. What's this is kind of how we get in the flow. That? It's okay. We're, we usually start out getting the vibe, get comfy. Uh, whoa. Real, really loud in my ears. Okay. Ooh. How's that? Better. When I do, when I turn it up, do you hear me more too? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, how is how are we I'm in good. your ears? You're perfect. I mean, good. be serious. No, though. like I can hear okay. both of you okay. very well. I'm just like it's like this ear. More oh, Ben than is this so ear? praise fatigued. No, shut the fuck <laughs> this up. This is the best. I like uh, you two together. Because no, like, <laughs> it's like sweet, humble, like I'm used to this. Yeah. It's like I'm in the middle of the spectrum. Yeah, I'm right here. So it's like, <laughs> where am I going to jump? Am I going to jump to here? I or am I really going to jump over here? And then yeah. I don't know where I'm flying in between. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my, my the reason orbit. I wanted is that you sometimes like, you're too sweet. I am very nice and it's annoying. Yeah, sometimes Annoyingly you're just perky too... is how I introduce myself. And yes, I cannot turn it off. And yes, I know it's annoying. All right. As long as you know. Uh, I didn't say you were annoying. Oh, I did. It's okay. the not knowing. I think that is really okay. the clincher. Yeah, right. So, Rachel, thanks for coming. This is a lot of fun. Blakely, I know Rachel, so I'm going to let you start us out with the questions because I always jump to assuming that you know what I know. Oh, sure. So we usually kind of get started with... Who are you? What are you doing? But we don't like to break people into categories. What you do, it doesn't make who you are. We do a lot of our kind of work because of bits and pieces of who we tend to be. But I think that there's a lot of uniqueness in our motivations and in our personalities and in our experiences that we don't talk about enough. And so usually to start things out, I like to ask some questions. Like Ben said, it's a lot of Ben's friends that we are interviewing because Ben has friends. (laughs) <laughs> do this work. <laughs> I'll at least give myself the credit that I have friends. Just most of them think that I'm insane for being a social worker. So starting out, we kind of like to do a breakdown of shorthand of what makes up your personality. Are you familiar with Enneagram or Myers-Briggs? Or we talked briefly about some Zodiac, I think, before <laughs> we started recording. All of that to give us a little bit of an idea of um, what makes you tick before we even get into the... The story of it all. Okay. Hi, Rachel. Uh, I was waiting for it, too. I am a medical social worker, so I work in and out of hospitals, clinics, thrive on the craziness, the crisis interventions, the fix the problem now and do it yesterday. And then (laughs) as a discharge planner, wearing lots of hats, weaseling my way into many different situations to kind of bring about change if we want to make it pretty. Did anybody else hear you say Weasley? Yeah, Weasley. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a Gemini, Enogram. I think I'm a number two. Oh, okay. Is it like the helper or something? Which is so generic because you're helping professional empathy, harmony helpers, or yeah. the people of our of our work. Yeah, and and justice seekers. Blakely's getting out her Enneagram book. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll read you the quick paragraph on twos because we've okay. got a lot of twos around here. Yeah. It sounds so generic, so I almost don't like saying Well, and it. it's funny. It's funny because what you said was you feel like you are somewhere in between some extremes that Ben and I tend to mm-hmm. represent sometimes. Sure. So a two, I am sensitive to other people's feelings. I can see what they need even when I don't know them. Sometimes it's frustrating to be so aware of people's needs, especially their pain or unhappiness, because I'm not able to do as much for them as I'd like to. It's easy for me to give up myself. Sometimes I wish there were better. I were I were better at saying no because I end up putting my uh, more energy into caring for others than into taking care of myself. 
It hurts my feelings if people think I'm trying to manipulate or control them when all I'm trying to do is understand and help them. I like to see I like to be seen as a warm-hearted and good person, but when not taken into account or appreciated, I can become very emotional or very or even demanding. Good relationships mean a great deal to me and I'm willing to work hard to make them happen. Damn. You missed all my social like my facial expressions. <laughs> yes. I'm like stop reading into my soul. I'm going to look up so Ben like, doesn't look at me. Okay, so I'm I'm listening to Blakely read this and I'm watching your body language and all of these things resonate and I see annoyance on your face Mm -hmm. but i also am incredibly proud because i find myself like i have a hard time going back and forth between what is my core motivation with the enneagram i just had this thought this last weekend was there is nothing easy about compassion it is painful and it is it is courageous and to me that's what i heard when i heard what she just read and you're like, hey, this is so typical. And I'm going, this is why I love you. You are super bubbly, super nice, wonderful to be around, easy to talk to, so funny. We can laugh all the time. It was very easy. And what I respected was your, it's like grit, power, tenacious for your clients. And these kids that we were working with needed someone in their corner you would fight so hard for them in this the sweetest tone of voice that i was like that's skill so anyways i want to just push back on this like annoyance that you've (laughs) got i'm stuck with me all day every day so that's why i'm annoyed with me i i if know this i know this feeling very well so yeah i just i don't know i think it all comes down to, to perfectly summarize, I think it was the lovely new girl, the show. And it was like, <laughs> you walk around thinking about how other people feel. Oh, yeah. Right. How do you get anything you know? done? And it's yeah. like, it's really hard. Yeah. I have family yes. members that are just blunt, uh-huh. cutthroat. They're like, we're going to do uh-huh. us. And so, you know, it is really hard hearing compliments, hearing good things about myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm just annoyed. That's just, it comes down to me having some sass and with good intent, generally with whatever I try to do, I try to do it with good intent. Mm -hmm. Even if I am being mean or deliberate or something to get my point across, even when I'm mad, I'm like, if I want to throw something, I'd probably go fold it five minutes later. (laughs) And it's a crutch. It's not fun. I don't recommend it. Jealous of people that can do other things that I cannot. But I do like to, I call it weaseling weasel my way into people's hearts build that rapport build that connection so i can tell you what you really need no that's great because it even says here that your blind spot as a two may be your own needs and your not weaseling but intrusiveness Mm -hmm. into i try but i also call myself an island of misfit toys because i collect them personal professional (laughs) life and try to help and then when i can't i get frustrated and i run away or something like that interesting i wonder if uh I mean, I do intrude. Mm-hmm. I think I, 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 I was on Instagram uh, yesterday or today. Blakely, did I send it? Of what? So it's this. Uh, <laughs> it's this dog. <laughs> it's this dog, and the mom is going, "Where's where is the cat? Where is the cat?" <laughs> and this is, I was like, "Me to Blakely." <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, smother you with all the cat. love. It is like forcing a hug on this cat. That's okay. That's me. That's, That's okay. me. I have never actually hugged Lizzie. Challenge but, uh, accepted. Sure you have. No. Never. No. That's weird. Do you no. Wait. Do wait. I know. Most no. people make me eventually. There you go. Oh. This is better than a hug. <laughs> yes, I've I've wrapped her up into a big thing that uh, right. No, did yeah. you like swaddle her or something? It's like a web. Yeah, she's, she's swaddle like a she's... like a weird blanket. <laughs> so, so like we're talking about the enneagram, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, and yeah. being a two, and I'm assuming I think the enneagram is like core motivations going back a long time, right? So this is something that you've been doing for yourself and for other people, with other people for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And when did you... Because theoretically, based on like the way that at least this book that I use describes the Enneagram types, they break down sort of the essential truth that you lost sight of that kind of sends you on this trajectory of the the kind of warrior that we are to get to get through human life, right? And so what this one's saying about too is that you lost sight of the fact that everyone's needs are equally and freely met in the natural flow of giving and receiving and instead began to believe that to get you must give and to be loved you must be needed and learn to get your personal needs fulfilled by being needed and giving others what you felt they needed and wanted. So therefore your mission in life is to ensure that you infuse more of that protective power into other people that they Mm. aren't getting in that unfair way. Yeah. Which in the way that we do kind of this flow of our conversation, we do like to start in in origins. Like what were the tipping points of you in your youth that sent you off on this path that what you needed to make money at the end of the day was to put on your badge and go into the hospital, which is what most of us are avoiding going to literally Mm. every day that we're alive. And just... Really dial in and spend your time. Let alone in COVID. Oh, yeah. Sure. Why not? Bring it on. Level up. Come on. Um, I mean, I do. I I love the hospital. It's gross. It's scary. It's blood. It's guts. It's heavy vulnerabilities. It's diagnoses that sometimes you've heard of. Sometimes people just wipe under the rug. But I don't know what it is about the hospital. It's something that is everyone is terrified to go to, whether you're a patient, whether you're a visitor. And I think that my wholeheartedness just wanted to be that calming presence. And pretty much everything I do, vulnerabilities, you see the real person. And I like building that opportunity to just see your true authentic self and have you trust someone so easily. And I like that. Or working hard to establish that trust when sometimes you don't have anybody to do that. When I found the vulnerabilities with children's mental health. And then I worked in and out of mother baby, which PRN because I was bored or wanting to show leadership qualities because I was 21 with a master's degree and a doughy eyed face that just wanted to help people because I'm blonde haired, have dimples and look like I'm 12. (laughs) And so when I have the enthusiasm that I do or the sweethearted nature that I am, people often think that I'm. Right. 12 or asking if my mom knows where I am. And I'm like, yeah, it's she so that does. gets misunderstood and therefore, As of course, weakness. like um, underestimated. Mm-hmm. And so you're describing working in what is what in our city. So you've gone on a pathway of working with children who have severe, um, severe emotional disturbance. And then 
Because that wasn't challenging enough. You're talking about adding on a part-time role because... Because I'm crazy. You know, shout out to all the homies that can't do just one job to pay the bills in the field that we chose. We got to do it at least 12 hours a day Hmm. to really fuck ourselves up and pay our bills. Right. You were working in a safety net hospital in our city in in like mother baby ward. So newborns. Newborns, high issues, adoptions drug use, human trafficking, high STDs, all sorts of things that was exciting for me because it was something I hadn't like challenged myself with, which also helped me transition to a new opportunity, a local hospital in my house. A little more suburban. What was the role? A social worker. Yeah. In in what what department? Mother baby department. Um, So you went from like inner city safety net hospital to a more suburban right but also okay. like rural communities oh too. right so we get that's a lot one of, of the bigger hospitals that's going to pull from like right right and so much of our work we find ourselves going full circle right mm-hmm. like people suffer everywhere oh in case it's just a, either that. a prettier door on the outside right. versus <laughs> maybe a not so much right yeah. that's working in i did a lot of case management throughout the mm-hmm all the counties, all the surrounding counties. And the ones that I didn't like working the most was affluent places because there was more digging needed. It's more hidden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's more, yeah. Well, for us, there's so much Seated. bullshit that we have to dig off of the top to yeah. get to what we really need to do. And I don't think a lot of us have a lot of patience with that because we already go in knowing that that stuff is just bravado or just fluff or just fakeness. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just don't yeah. have patience with fakeness. Rachel, I'm curious if if this is sort of what you were getting at, but you were saying when there's a lot of vulnerability and meeting people in that high needs place, you get to see who that person is and to to get to a place of trust in that moment is, to me, what I heard you saying or maybe what was just resonating inside of me was that it is it is like life juice. Oh yeah. I mean it's Something it's like and revel in. a feeling of of aliveness. Oh yeah. In the hospital you see everyone at their extremes. I mean, I tackled mother baby, I had neuro, I had renal, and I had women's health. So well, I mean it's cradle to grave, right? Like the oh, hospital is huge. And I think we talk about that sometimes. Like we are infused into all of the spaces of life, especially yeah. in like in the social work side of things. I'm biased. I think social work is because we have a more varied um, skill set in those social system spaces, which I think is actually mm-hmm. societally where we need a devastating amount of help. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. And no one knows we're there and no one knows how hard we work and no one knows. I mean, it's all very kind of under the tide. And it always captures yeah. like a negative connotation when you identify yourself as a social worker. Taking babies. Oh, yeah. That is one thing. That would eat at my soul as someone that advocates for the smallest of us is how many babies have you taken away today? And I'm like, none. How many babies have you taken away ever? None. So that would eat at my core. And oh, that was an educational is opportunity for that everyone. a social worker just takes kids from yeah. their parents. But it didn't talk about yeah. all the work I did with postpartum depression. Right. right. Let's Linking talk about up all the to work support, we do so that you know, babies don't get. Right. Or, hey, I just had a baby, but I want to give this baby up for adoption, but I'm discharging in 24 hours. Figure it out. By the way, it's 7.30 p.m. and I was supposed to leave at 4.30 p.m. to pick up my kids. And I want to push back. I know Blakely is poking fun at the social work therapy uh, 
differences. But I'm pushed back on that because we're friends. And despite the differences between the two of us, I'm not a social worker. I don't really want to be a social worker. I never tried to be a social worker and ended up doing lots of social work. Right. And and yeah. the idea of this whole separateness between all of us mm-hmm. bothers me because mm-hmm. we don't look at the things that are the same. We look at the things that are different. When it becomes a competition, I can no longer lean on you to go, hey, I need your expertise. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, sure. say, I need resources for the community. I know exactly who I need to go to because mm-hmm. you love getting all that stuff together. Mm-hmm. You're a resource junkie. Yeah. So anyways, with all of that, it's just like we all, I feel like, have the desire to help. And the more we connect on it, the more we are able to, like, I don't know, spread the the stress throughout. Mm-hmm. But we need some changes, right? Absolutely. So I just want to push back on that because I feel like you yeah. helped me through COVID so much. It was like three or four hours a week we were hanging out. Yeah, just on Zoom. <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> what the fuck are we going to do? How do we Surviving get through this? together. They're entirely different skill sets, but mine has gotten a lot more um, with the baby taking reputation. Correct. The thing that I'm saying that I won't let be stepped on. There is a greater divide between what's understood and appreciated societally about us, mm-hmm. which is... We're baby takers in the middle of the night. We come and steal your babies. Anything with children. And what we actually do and can do and the potential of our field to change the entire fucking world if cops would get out of the fucking way. Let's put our guns down and actually solve some fucking problems. But this is what I'm not trying to get salty about today. My darker thoughts need to be put away like our (laughs) our combined horoscope said. That is what I have to say before I can back it up. And you're totally right. Because I was not taught how to therapy and most of us end up in therapy. Right. Right. In the wrong chair. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (sighs) Yeah, for sure. I I agree with all of that. Mm -hmm. I agree with all of that. Mm -hmm. The... um, Take us back in time. Yeah, take us back in time. What brought you to the shit? Why did you decide social work? Um, Again, I'm always the island of misfit toys. I'm the saving grace. I'm the mom of all my friends. Do you remember when you chose? I think I fell into social work, honestly. I was going to be a marriage and family therapist. I kind of just knew the mediation aspect, the, Uh you know, being a positive support for people. I did it all day, every day. Might as well get paid for it. Might as well... Do a deeper dive to something I was naturally good at because you have a problem, come to Rachel. Within my friends, within my family, just calm presence, make you smile, feel comfortable, and maybe find a solution, maybe just vent. And my friends already knew that once you stick with me, it stays there. Like, Mm. I'm not going to have fun with your drama and use it against Mm. you. Totally could, but, (laughs) you know, I can be a little ornery, but... But the yeah, Rachel no. Vault is... The passive-aggressive adorableness could come out, but yeah. we'll just leave it where it is. So I was naturally just good at it, and I liked it. Do you remember anybody in particular who told you, you're really good at that? Yeah, how did you find out you were good at that? Uh, I think I just had a lot of drama within my friends group um, growing up and was lucky enough to not really feed into a lot of it and just be there. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't sound like luck. I, I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's so. lucky. Because <laughs> I think you're talking about something that happens as an adolescent girl, right? 
Like when all the shit starts to happen and everybody starts going different directions oh, yeah. and making different choices. Now I was the goody, nerdy, <laughs> sure. adorable, sweethearted, kind fool. At some point. Naive, probably to a fault. And yeah. And you find you end up finding yourself in the midst of all of this. Oh, I'm the anchor. I'm the one who has, I'm the one who's standing Just on the ground grounded. while all of you are floating around acting wild. As long as you own your decisions, there's no judgments. But if you if you feed into the drama, but you don't be your true authentic self, then I don't like that. And so I had a lot of friends that would do some things. Which is an oasis in adolescence. Oh, yeah. I was a... lame, and I liked it that way. <laughs> I think my mother did, too. Because when I did children's mental health, I'd, be, I'd walk in passive-aggressively to my parents' home that I didn't live in, and I'd say... I was wonderful. And then I just slammed the door and leave. <laughs> and, or the first time I called my mom from like jail for juvenile detention that I was there visiting or doing things with patients. I'd be like, I went to jail today. Bye, mom. And just seeing <laughs> how her sass would be like, the first time you did it was funny slash not. But now she's just like, okay, have fun at jail. Yeah. So now I'm, now I'm on to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a pretty enthusiastic family. I always say that I'm the wet blanket. Of all of them, yet I'm so loud, abno- annoying, and sweethearted because their enthusiasm, their quick, witty ban- banter is just infectiously contagious. And it's frustrating trying to get a word in edgewise. So I'm always the boring one. Oh, and then okay. when you spend time with me, you're like, you're boring? <laughs> you're the dull one. I'm but like, it's like, damn, but then you meet the rest of my family like and you're like, yeah, you are boring. stimulation. Is this like a big family? No. But just oh, okay. big personalities. Well, yeah, because you're describing like a big energy. Like how many people are creating this vortex? <laughs> yeah. I have I have one sister and then my mother is very ornery. Yeah, I have a larger than life mother too. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's she's everyone's favorite. She's everyone's go-to just because she wants you to feel comfortable too. Oh, okay. And so she'll strive to do some of that, that modeled, right? Or everybody wants her we call her by her first name like when we talk about her i call her mom to her face but her name is donna like have you ever met a very plain sweethearted donna no my wife has an aunt donna yeah they're usually kind of fun Uh quirky obnoxious in the best way possible life okay loud that's a karen and she'd be proud of it but still not know what that means yeah Yeah. she's just at high expectations of anything I mean, again, with some sass and if it's some good, personality. It'd be better. So, am I understanding right that you I hate when he does this? <laughs> hate when I do what? I know what you're gonna do. Just go with it. Just go with it. There's an expression that usually means we're going somewhere. <laughs> he's gonna take it. He's gonna. He's gonna take what you're now. saying and he's gonna put it over here. And then reframe and then it. Then sit. Then make you like now. show off your true vulnerable self and then be like, I don't want to phrase it that way, but it came out just word vomit, right. and he's now like, you're gonna make it's it. The, this is fun and cute, but. But like, Let's there's to the... then he's gonna say something like, "Oh, high expectations," yeah. or are you just wanting to be the achiever in life and make your mom happy. Wow, I'm waiting. You wow. usually say it prettier than this, but wow. I'm just being sassy. Wow. He says it in a way that makes you feel good about it. I know. Have you forgotten yet what you were gonna say? Please do. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to do for me? No, I'm just you're, you're trying to distract <laughs> I, me. I, I get to be not poked at when we do interviews. Like, I'm not, I don't have to be the ugly B word. Someone else does. So, vulnerable or victim? Which one? Vulnerable. Okay. It makes Just me feel sure. like a victim. Right. I do like words. Well, okay. Distractions. I want to cuss at both of you. A <laughs> <The> social worker. <laughs> right. I feel like I've owned this before. Of like, sure. I, I. Naturally. Go, Ben, go. But I know it's going to happen, too. I know. I know. 
Okay, I'm just curious if I'm understanding this right, that you're the quiet one of your family. Correct. Jesus. Correct. There's two two meanings to this. Do you think... See, he was done, and then... <laughs> you're the quiet one? Right. I get that a lot. Damn. And then both of my family members would be like, she is. She's lame. Yeah, she's yeah. boring. I'm yeah, the Rachel's quiet the one fixing. of my family, which is like... Even though you're the chatty one, you're just quiet. I, I don't know. I don't you know like that to, I was. You like to talk, but it's not about just anything. No, 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 no. It's got to have a point. Deliberate. Yeah. Purposeful. Yeah. Small talk. Small talk is really hard for me. Oh, I could talk about anything and everything. I know. Just to make time go by. I know. So I can relate to being the quiet one and having a hard time getting a word in edgewise, but also not wanting to take the spotlight. Because I feel I have always felt somewhat selfish if I take the spotlight. I don't know if that's something that you can relate to. I don't like, I hate the being the center of attention. I like watching other people shine and I want to help them get there. Mm-hmm. But I also am naturally someone that would put someone on a pedestal, whether they should be there or not, to help lift them up in yeah. the mistake of maybe putting myself down. Agreed. I'm, I'm, I, I can relate to that a lot. Like thinking, Particularly thinking about the high school me. Oh, for sure. Like, high school Ben is a totally different Ben. Like, very, very quiet, really hard to, like, take up any space in any room. I don't know. I feel like that was that was a training ground in some ways to, like, bring me to this kind of work. But also, it's this mixture of, of being willing to give other people space. But also, I've had an, an incredible amount of time to see other people's pain and see through bullshit because I just observed. I would have times of really intense focus where I would think over and over and over what's happening in my family, what's happening in my family. And I was in my head all the time. Anyways, learning to give other people space or just not even having to learn is just sort of natural, but also learning to take up space to be the helper and to do that in a strategic way was incredibly meaningful to learn what I'm good at and do it on purpose in a compassionate way. We're talking like life transformation stuff for me. Own who I am, own what I like, own that I have a relational emotional intelligence that I can use to help people get to a place that their life's better. And that's sort of what I like, okay, I'm me. I'm going to take us down to like a really emotional, meaningful place. Just waiting. And <laughs> it's oh, going to happen. He like has one of those buttons that takes the elevator bottom out from under you. You just fall into the pit of mm-hmm. who no knows ladder. what. That's the place I like to be. <laughs> I've been Deep catching dive. up way late. I've been catching up on season four of Stranger Things. And this just has me like. Ben sure. to shove us into the upside down, oh doesn't he? Oh my gosh. That's... He's like, what's over there? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but I think that we're, we're dancing around something that I don't know that I've put to words before. And that's, and I wonder if you've had some of the experiences about this because when we start to really look at ourselves. For a second. <laughs> Come on. And I'm like. Yeah. Follow me because I'm going somewhere good. I swear. <laughs> what I'm thinking about what we're talking is. In this origin story thing that we do to go back to what were the pivot points? What were the the characteristics? What were the things where I realized, like, there's something about me, right? 
And I think we started early on a lot of the time to realize that we make other people uncomfortable with our tendencies and our instincts. And even while comforting people, there's a lot of discomfort. Like the fact that you have this like rapid eject button to go to like deep, dark, <laughs> vulnerable place. Dude, your words are great. That many of us are oh, terrified of. You're just not. Like, I hate vulnerability for myself. Oh, my God. I love vulnerability. There's a reason I sit where I sit. Like, I think I know all the shit. And I'm not good at taking it home. <laughs> so, you, and so I just... Push in the button. I just wonder about those times that we realize, like, I'm not supposed to be like this. I'm not. I'm the oh. wet blanket. I'm the obnoxious one. I'm the, the big baby. Like, whatever our thing is. I'm the sensitive Ben. We've turned gentle Ben. And we've decided to say, fuck that. I'm gonna do something with right. this because yeah. you people don't have this and I do. So what is that? See, you were talking about going to the uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to be in the chair to be the helper. I think it's a prerequisite to be comfortable with all of that. Because yeah. Ben and I have talked about this this metaphor of us going toward the flames when everyone else is running out uh-huh. of the burning building. And I think that's what you're talking about. Like why? Why are we so wary of messy? Uh-huh. Everything's messy. Let's just go. We think we're so like it's this it's the human like myth, right? That we are so highly evolved that we're clean creatures that we don't we don't have survival instincts in the same ways that animals do, but we're still fucking animals and we are filthy bags of meat just traipsing around creating some kind of meaning from our existence because we're the only creatures who are aware that we are we could or Mm -hmm. should that we can yeah so how did you (laughs) go ahead did you want to okay for like i sat in the corner so i wasn't over the trap door this time for weeks I've been asking people for real feedback. Yeah. I just got it. And I felt defensive and liked it. Hmm. It made me laugh. This is so Ben. This is also very me because I'm not really sure what I said. It was so like intense. You've asked me for this on demand and I'm like, I don't. But apparently I've done it today. So Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, emotional stuff is something that I live with. And you putting words to it of, People don't like it and and it's threatening to people and we shouldn't be the way that we are kind of thing. Like, like I have felt that instinctually for a long time. You said something like, I don't know, the big baby. Yeah. I think you said that. Like, that's something. I've heard this before about myself, too. So I don't remember any one person calling me a big baby, mm-hmm. but it's been in the background of my existence for a very long time. And it's not... I think part of this, the whole journey of becoming a therapist has been me learning that what I do is actually quite amazing. It's unusual. And giving yourself credit that you are doing something unusual and that you're allowing yourself to be there for that person. Yeah, like running, running toward the thing that's uncomfortable and wanting it, right? Like knowing that I'm not trying, like, I think the stereotype is to think that a therapist wants to emotionally manipulate. I can see that. Where I know that vulnerability is connecting us deeper. It's creating connections in a way that is, in. I mean, it's incredible. I don't know. Like, knowing the value of that and knowing how to use that to not that it can make people's lives better Yeah, to, I don't know, get to that place is really cool anyway. Well, and for me in pointing this out, it's so striking because 
I feel I feel different within different. I feel very different from most of the other helpers in the kind of personality I have. That's just a different brand of the same shit that we're all drawn in by being the weird kids in the ways that we are. We're emotionally weirdos. We're just quirky. So, and that's, like I said, it's unusual. It's not wrong. Society gives all unusual messaging that it's wrong. Right, right, right. Because you're but, talking about being the big baby and I'm like, do it. Right. Like, be your baby self. Go for it. Because you're trying really hard to be there for someone else. And why not be the big baby? And it's gotten you to be who you are supposed right. to be anyway. Yeah. I mean, I have no regrets of of who mm. I am. I actually like myself more now than I really ever have. Proud of me. You're the biggest baby you've ever been. Right? I'm, in the, I'm like the you smartest baby. I'm the smartest baby I've ever been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. But like. But the, my point is, like, just leaning into these things that are allegedly wrongness, mm -hmm. we end up being a better version. Mm-hmm. Because it's the actual authentic No, stuff. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm really right. fucking annoying. Okay. Oh, for <laughs> sure. So what? Right? And it's been I a love, strength. I love it. And it's worked out like, for me. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, girl, be your annoying In many self. ways it's worked out If the out meanest me. thing someone can say is that you're authentically annoying because you tried too hard, okay, spread that rumor. All that's Go gonna for do it. is yeah. keep away people I don't want to be around right. anyway. Or it's like, you mm. smile too much. Okay, sorry. I know, I laugh too loud. My big girl laugh gets uh -huh. in the way. <laughs> <laughs> No, like I, I can see. What, I think what I what what resonates for me when you say you're different within different is there. There's the typical kind of helper we were talking about with the number twos, like yeah. the Enneagram two. Lots of twos, lots of empathy mm -hmm. on the yours their is, finder. Lots yeah. of yeah. Oh, yeah. Yours That's is number. more strategic thinking That's and justice oriented. Yes. More anger oriented. More advocacy. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And what I have absorbed from you is embracing anger more often and, and using it for good. So that difference within difference to me is like other side of the coin because you care about people as much as I do, but my anger turns toward a deep sense of sadness. Yeah. Like you were saying a while ago, I can't remember which episode, but it was fire is also cleansing just like water. And I think we're surrounded with a lot of water energy. Mm -hmm. And I do tend to have a little bit more fire energy. Yeah. <laughs> but they get to the same place. Mm -hmm. And that's what these last couple of years that I pulled out of the very toxic work environment that we all shared, what I've realized is I've paid attention to myself more than I ever have. I spent a long time being a really good student. I spent a long time being a really good social worker. I spent a long time being a really good assessor and therapist and crisis manager. Mm -hmm. But now I'm paying more attention to myself. And those things are just coming together in a better way. It's disorienting. And when, we, when we're sitting here talking about self-care or community care or whatever the hell, it is. Uh, so Danielle from last season, she used this term othering. And I liked it because I use othering. I use I say I say this as objectifying. When she says othering, that's what you're saying with like the the uniqueness, the unique qualities, the unusual qualities. It's push away. You are not included if you do not conform. And that's what I was saying earlier. I feel othered in the discussions around ethics and self-care where I am not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put lipstick on a pig and call it something new. I don't want to come out with a self-care manual and sell that. I don't think it's going to work. But my community 
of reaching out to my friends and asking my friends to come have a conversation where we can actually be real and actually discuss, like, what does this look like? Because I think it's relationships. During COVID, the thing that kept me afloat was community, was the people that I loved and who cared for me. That was it, even if I had to do it over Zoom. And I absolutely love my family, but they don't know what I do. They don't know where I put my heart every day. They don't know what my heart goes through every day. It's lonely and fucked up. Yeah. Fuck all that self-care shit. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to take care of myself when I'm in pain and I'm, I'm the one that's exhausted, but I'm supposed to do another thing? No, I need help. I don't want to go pay a ton of money for another therapy session. I've already had that this week. It's like we're being sent to the mechanic. We're malfunctioning. We're misfiring. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we need to get that patched up so we can get back to the work to keep right. other people sane. To keep the other people. Right. To keep the hurting people out of the sight line of the not hurting people, right. apparently. Right. And as we're going through this and talking about the really uncomfortable pieces, especially, you say you fell into social work and it was it suited you really well. And it sounds like you spent those first several years doing some really intense on the ground learning. Can you remember when you ran into that first day that you didn't know if you could do it anymore, that you didn't know if you had chosen, quote unquote, correctly? that you didn't know if the trajectory of how this was going to go in a lifespan of career, if that was going to be sustainable for you and what happened to keep you there because you're still doing it. Oh, I'm still doing it. I am. But we assume those dark days have happened. Oh, for sure. But I also am the queen of a free framing. So even if it's manipulating myself at times, of like, this is just a day. This is just the worst day. But like, tomorrow's better. I always say I had to relearn to like kids to have kids so that came from the result of having to get out of it and i don't know if that was a burnout risk because it's easier to call it burnout it's easy to call it compassion fatigue when you look back on it but when you're experiencing it wholeheartedly in the moments in the trenches in the big deep Uh you just think it's a really crummy day that you know i'm gonna take off the next day or i'm gonna Uh cancel an appointment or i'm gonna Go do something else for 20 minutes and allow. Just allow myself to just right. be. Having a snack when you're spiritually starving. Right. Or, you know, I'm going to be five minutes late. Uh, I'm not even going to ch- process Keep that going. on purpose because I don't want to feed into that either. Because <laughs> I like she to eat just my hit feelings. The yep, I know. She I like to eat my feelings too. Succinct. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, this I is also what people don't like about me. <laughs> That's why I just keep going. That was like a, just a little shove down the hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep it rolling. Or I'm like, I'll go down there with you. You're like, take me. I'm right here. <laughs> I want to go. Me. I want to go. I'll push the elevator button. Like, right. So you're. <laughs> I'm the guy that's riding basement. the elevator basement up floor. and down. Basement floor. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready. Hi. Hi. Pick, Come... pick my elevator. He always pushes the basement, though. <laughs> always the basement. Blakely it's never like top pushes forward. you down the shaft. Just, woo, see ya. Yeah. So you were well, having you know a snack. Like. You know. You're having a snack when you're spiritually starving. Yes. Having a bad day, mm-hmm. taking a day off, food for a break, the soul, whatever. Reframing. Reframing. It's just so, a bad day. It's, it's just, just a, a crap yeah, day. I a, mean, you can do it. You can keep going. Right. Yeah, and keep going. That might just be shopping on an Indeed that day of just what's out there. Or, hey, what could I be better at? Because I secretly hate everything ever and then some. And I don't even want to be around people anymore. Because that's usually my passive aggressive is like, I'll just go shopping on Indeed. What's out there? Nothing great. Okay. I'm just going to stick with the crap this mess is I've created. 
That's sort of a perspective taking. Like, Mm -hmm. where am I? Is there other options? It's just a check. (laughs) It's just a mental check. I think you're also talking about something that's really valuable in that it's almost like you have a natural sense of mindfulness. Like, a bad day isn't a bad life. Like, kind of that thing keeping you going. Like, if today is so bad, then what are the Mm -hmm. odds tomorrow will be this bad? Or just purposely checking out on purpose. Like, I always take the approach of once my badge is off, I'm done. Mm. Like, I will not allow myself to do that. Yeah. Do I not listen to myself and do it anyways? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or yeah. do I go home with all these terrible thoughts and feelings and see my sweet husband and children? And I'm like, I still feel crummy. I hate everything. But like, uh-huh. I have to perform for you until I can just be. Uh, or I'm not. I'm choosing not to share things with my adorable husband because I want to keep him thinking everything is wonderful, sunshine and rainbows. And yeah. people are great. You don't because, want to make his heart full of pain. Right. Yeah. Of course, because I want to keep him that way. That dark stuff is contagious. Like oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's like if I'm a dark cloud, then I'm going to rain all over your parade and then yeah. some. And then your cute, adorable self <laughs> is just going to. Yeah, be the burnt, crispy. Well, and the last thing we want to do is spread more poison right. to people that we love. Like we oh, really, yeah. like we love, yeah. love. I did that on purpose. I did. Like I picked him on purpose for myself. And I was like, you're sweet. You're adorable. You have blind faith in the world and that it's going to be pretty and that it's going to be wonderful and people are going to choose great. And I'd rather hold on to that complete polar opposite at times so that he can have that life. Mm-hmm. Go for him. I want to instill that in my kids, but I want them to be smart about it. Yeah. And be aware of it, but then choose their own world. Create their own world in a world that sucks. Because oh, creating a balance for a whole new generation of human oh, when yeah. you've been the in hardest job I've ever had the deep dark spooky places makes it oh yeah harder, I feel like. but then I'm also bring it on little girl like I bring it on like <laughs> scare me oh you're gonna try. kick me you're gonna throw something at me or I'm like so yeah but I mean there's also other things because I just want to keep my world great yeah. and if I can close that off to the things that are not so great that I allow myself to be a part of too. Yeah. Because it's, it's choices. Everything boils down to a choice. Yeah. And you can reframe it beautifully, but I can also reframe it in the opposite direction and challenge myself and make mindfulness games or something to create fun, to create a puzzle, to make it a game as a way of protecting myself mm-hmm. at times, to make it a game and make it maybe not real in that moment. How much of that, uh, just having this thought of like how much, how often I do that it's all, uh, to it's be work. able- I do that often to not feel the feeling, to not get overwhelmed mm-hmm. by it, to then be able to do it again tomorrow. Right. And like it's, I think I make a lot of assumptions in all of that, of course. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I can't feel the feeling now. So I'll feel it later. Uh, so I'm going to feel it later. So, well, I won't even feel it later. Like I'm just going to push it away. Well, yeah. Right. Um, but then you forget. But I know about that it. I know that I need to do this tomorrow, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna like push it away. You'll get there. But yeah, I don't know. Like, do, I don't know if that resonates with anybody. But yeah, I just had that mm-hmm. thought. Yeah, it's challenging stuff. It seems like you've curated a personal existence that gives you a lot of buffer against the dark stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, again, rainbows, sunshine, yeah. right? Adorable. Sometimes people need that too. Absolutely. And I need that too. Well, and I heard, may have been on Glennon's podcast, that We Can Do Hard Things. But anyway, it was a reminder that like things that we loved as kids, we still love. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Cats and Taylor Swift, right there. Yeah. Love it. And those Own tend it. to be, and I feel like right. COVID brought this out a lot for me, that 
oh, that nostalgia comfort is, it's just always yeah. there, right? It's always underneath us. But for some, for some reason, a lot of the time we pack all that away. And for you talking about like valuing cuteness and whimsy. Yeah. Yeah. Spread that I feel like it's missing for a lot of people because yeah. we do the beige. We do the, this is the checklist. This is the expectation. This is the, the picket fence. And my house is either gray, beige, or white. And yeah, I sorry. I, I I'm feeling exhausted. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling tired. No, I I I I knew coming in like I was feeling stuff, and now I've just felt it with friends. So, yeah, I pushed the button on myself today. Oh. The one one of the most important parts of these questions for me is the middle question is. Why have you stayed? Like, what's kept you here? And we've talked about, we've we've been te- talking about this of how both difficult and very meaningful this work is, both personally and for others. Like, we've seen transformation in other people's lives, and in hooking people up with resources that they need. Like, it's it's a very amazing feeling but also kind of short-lived because we have a million problems to solve and we don't really have the resources to be able to solve all the problems. But personally, like it is an identity piece for me where, I mean, you're number two, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a nine. Harmony is a part of my core whatever. I mean, Blakely, you're core motivation justice is a huge part of that and so it's all of these pieces of us are social and wanting to solve problems just getting at the the identity piece but but um, it's the people it comes down to the people that allow me to be there whether they like it or not but they allow me to take up space in their world right and i want to Uh, i'm waiting there's a there's a light that mm -hmm. came off of bed i know (laughs) no i'm just like i'm doing that to you mm -hmm. I made you come on the podcast. But it's the people that I did that to Blakely. You're like, step into my web. Yeah, like, Um, we're here for other people. Right. Right. It is the people that just. I'm I'm forcing forcing us. I took the whole day off for you, Ben. (laughs) I know. When you said that yesterday, I was like, shit, did Mm -hmm. she take the whole day off for me? I don't want to let you down. (laughs) But it comes down to You're doing perfect, by the way. I just want to let you know that. You're doing perfect. It's great. Stop Stop complimenting me. I don't do well with compliments. You've done enough um, of that today. But yeah, I mean, it comes down to the people that allow us to take up space in their world. I mean, I have a s- extreme vulnerabilities of just not only having the emotions, the struggles, but I also have chronic illnesses that are attached to all that. So not only do you have one insecurity, vulnerability, yeah. you have another. And then the thoughts and feelings yeah. that you're stuck with. You're stuck with this diagnosis. You're stuck with yeah. the interventions medically that you have to do for this to accommodate this. Mm-hmm. Because the opposite of doing that is probably death. And that's even scarier. And You're so, teaching them so much. Right. Like trying to facilitate oh, yeah. so much or even complication. even just yeah. bringing a smile. Like I'm right. the bingo caller once a month. And <laughs> nice. I do it on purpose with intent yeah. for a reason. I get in other people's way because I'm doing a specific act that is mundane it is heckle in the bingo collar. It is running around my horseshoe-shaped clinic for people that can't see, that have a language barrier, that have flaccid on one side because of a stroke, and making sure that they can check things off. I do things on purpose for a reason, and 
if I'm the bingo caller and you let me cross off three of your numbers, maybe you'll share something with me that you haven't shared with someone else. Or we're going to do a trivia challenge based on can you name X, Y, and Z. Cool, you get a point and you get to earn your candy bar that I'm going to screw up your labs for. But okay, that's again, someone else's problem (laughs) that I started because I'd rather have that problem than you not showing up or you not getting an intervention that you need and then doing chair side assessments or having patients ball in my arms as they're secretly attached to a dialysis machine with bloodlines across their bodies tape and exposures that's so fucking beautiful that jones is me like you know can you name taylor swift songs versus like how can you find b17 like actually i mean b15 because there's math it only goes to 15 there's math (laughs) there's math um that you played it so much oh And then I have to do it like for my own purpose at like Boulevard Bingo once a month, which is a date night for me and my husband. Sweet. Do you get drunk while you do? I don't drink. I'm high on life. It's perfect. (laughs) Dr. Pepper is so wonderful (laughs) by itself. Why would you ruin it with liquor? It's just wonderful. It seems like you hold on to that value of people aren't a diagnosis. Yeah. As a big part of right. I have a what spiel you're doing. of I want to get to know you the person of the patient. Because when you leave my office, you're back to being a person, but you'll always be a person for me. Well, and that's again, I think I've said I said that Oasis thing. I think that's some of what people are terrified of in a hospital. Like mm-hmm. you become just a body. You're not a person anymore. All the things that we pack around ourselves to forget our mortality have to be left. Right at the door and so that my my encyclopedic knowledge of taylor swift i don't have that it matters even here right it does but i mean it's you because you make room for that you make room for that because no one else there will it's purposeful if you rock a hospital gown you're gonna be treated like any old patient you're a chart you are a head in a bed you get three hots in a cot yeah and that's what i always try to rephrase and it's like well whether they wanted to be here or not they're here I can see why that's necessary for some of the people that work there. Mm-hmm. And that's what rang in my head when you said, well, his lives are going to be fucked up, but someone else's problem tomorrow. And I got the thing today, mm-hmm. which is actually going to set the trajectory right. for him to heal because he'll trust me in the discharge plan, right. which is my job. Or you'll show up again the next time when you recognize that something's not OK. People will be motivated to take care of themselves if they are seen as human rather than othered. Seen as an object, seen as a commodity, seen as a head in a bed. Yeah. Head in a bed, three hots in a cot. Three meals, a bed. I hear that about jail all the time. Mm-hmm. But I may have just worked in a different space than you. So we come here for a specific reason. We like to help people. We're, we're motivated to help. We, we stay... Despite all the pain, we have. there's a lot of personal meaning and professional meaning and what do you feel like you need going forward? What needs to happen for yourself? What needs to change in the system for you to feel like you can sustain a career of being a social worker? Um, I mean, opportunity has to be there for me to be needed, to be a requirement. I'm I mean, quite I know, sure you have obviously. job security. Yeah. Oh, you are such an optimistic person. I know. It's annoying. I'm so I sorry. I feel like I lead these meetings saying, I have less hope than last week about our future as humans. <laughs> I call, I'm, I'm constantly leading with our demise is imminent i told you i was annoying no it's amazing it's like <laughs> it, it's for some reason this conversation is making ring in my head we can do the exact opposite shit and we're gonna end up in the same damn place we come from totally different directions right. same thing oh okay. i feel in the middle of the two of you now you're in our spectrum yeah this has been a beautiful triangle day oh cute i know yeah so what do you need going forward 
I mean, I need to pay my bills. I need to make sure my children have everything. And I really don't know. If I start losing my sense of me, uh-huh. that will take me away. How do you hold on to you? Dr. Pepper. Um, <laughs> knowing that everything has an opportunity to be good. Like trying to find the goodness. If I stop seeing the goodness in the world, I know I need to fix me. Who or where do you see that now? I get that in my sweet, adorable faces of my children. Mm -hmm. I get that from the foundation I built with my husband, making time for me. I think just overall, if I stop being like, if everything that I can do comes from a good place, even if I yelled at someone and said, listen here, you're going to do X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. or this will happen. I have to get direct. But if I can, if I stop seeing the good, I'm done because I deserve that because in the midst of all the bad and all the hate and all the everything, mm-hmm. there needs to be something good that I can hold on to. Have you had to do some of that work to get yourself back before? Yeah. A lot of the times it's forcing myself to do things. Um, a lot of it is I have to check out. I have to either abandon a job that I thought I was really good at. Just because I'm good at things doesn't mean that it's for me. That it's good for you too. Um, and that's hard too. Walking away and allowing someone maybe to see an opportunity that they missed. Sometimes that's fun. Hmm. I've walked away from jobs that I loved. Loved because I couldn't do it anymore. I walked away from jobs because I saw some things I didn't like. Mm. Whether it was like infection risk. Mm-hmm. People not following through with rules. Or if a policy is dumb or stupid and it needs to be changed, I'll rewrite the policy and hand it to you because I've done that. Or I didn't like the job description of the social worker, so I fixed it. And this is what you need to put out. And they did. Or, hey, sit down with me because this is dumb. Or if you mess up my credentials one more time when you're talking to me, I'm going to throw fit because mm-hmm. I'm pretty proud of those. Do you feel like you have comfort in those speaking up moments or does that come later? I often don't regret things I do. Even if it hurts, even if I'm blubbering later, I usually don't regret anything and stick up for myself against the bullies, against the hot mess expresses that you find yourself dealing with on a daily basis. Usually what I do to wrap to wrap up the interview is I bring it back to pop culture. My favorite, my favorite escapism is books, movies, TV. And I also am kind of sort of obsessed with how we as helpers are represented in pop culture spaces. And so what I like to know is it doesn't have to be good because I don't know if good exists. But what is your favorite representation of a helper in media? Like favoritely bad? Sure. Medical social work. You naturally think of what's the popular medical TV drama? Mm. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) rarely, if ever, a social worker is talked about. Oh. But when it is... I mean, that show's been on for 20 years. And and I've seen maybe... I'm a, a, I'm a few seasons behind, but I've seen a handful of social workers. And what are they usually doing? The Taking kids. babies. Taking babies or, mm-hmm. hey, there's a relationship or a family that's upset. Call the social worker. That's the social worker's job. Yeah. Yes. And then <laughs> at the same time, I have my sweet husband be like, that's you. Uh, oh, I'm like, bless his heart. It is me, but that's not that's, what that's I not do. Or I'm like, yeah. when the doctor's like, hey, we set up like this discharge plan. We did this. Oh, thanks, Dr. So-and-so. I'm like. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears, paperwork, drama, documentation that they did not do so that could happen? (laughs) I was going to say I could shift this question to which of the typical cheesy quotes is yours to live by? Because I think we all have one. Yeah, yeah. Are you an Angelou or a Gandhi? I have no idea. I make my own quotes. I don't rely on anyone else. (laughs) 
Let's just go from there. Like, you make your own mark on this world. Go forth and be quotable. Just, yeah, like, put me on a poster. Put my, give me a hashtag. Give me <laughs> something. Don't quote other people. I quote my damn self. Yes. Got some isms. I was just going with the be the change. The be, oh. oh, be the change. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. You do the be- all you need is love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beatles. I love joy shared is it's double joy. joy. That one's lame. Sorrow shared is half, half sorrow. Half sorrow. I like oh, that, that was cute. Oh, I thought it was just one. the first no, part. No, it's a double. Oh. It's a good one. I like that one. We need community. Say it again. Joy shared is double joy. Sorrow shared is half sorrow. Who said it? Oh, I think Benjamin it's some, some sort of like uh, Swedish proverb. I don't know. Some shit. Not mine. I am feeling the thing that I always love to feel with these conversations. This is what I'm going for each time is just feeling connected with the people I care about. So thanks for coming. It's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. awesome. I don't want to let you do it. Either of you. <laughs> Such a two. Such a two. Help me. Help me, help Rachel. Me help, help me help you. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, see, oh, we deal with bodily much. fluids. I've dodged we like confetti blood all over the place. Ooh, like, wow. you know, I've seen a lot of things as a social worker, a lot of scrotum, a lot of things. Oh. Yeah, as someone that never went to school to do it, yeah. seen a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. Hospitals are grody. Yep. But, okay, I did mother baby, too, so I've seen all the everythings and the innards and the outers. Wow. Yeah. How do you do what you do? I could never do that. (laughs) I hate that question, too. You just do. You find something you're good at, and you go through. (laughs) People are gross. Everybody knows that. Okay, that's just a checkbox. Cool, you're gross. Awesome. Cool, that smells. Oh, yeah. So okay. yep. Cool. Everybody does. Or we all got the same parts. Awesome. 